you as well. Now let's welcome in Ben Emmons, Managing Director, Global Macro Strategy, Medley Global Advisors. Well, we have lots to discuss today. I think today is an exciting day. You're seeing the S&P and the NASDAQ up for the third day in a row, record intraday highs. The Dow's up a second day. We have the Fed at the end of the week and all good things Pfizer, right? The, the Pfizer vaccine approval. What did you think of that? I mean, what's the takeaway when you see that approval this morning? Hi, Nicole. Yeah, I, I echo your colleagues' uh, comments. It, it speaks about confidence, right? I mean, there's been so much political divide around the vaccine and the hesitancy out there. And people have mentioned in some confidence surveys have shown up that if you have actually something that's fully approved, that's really available, it becomes more widely implementable too. In other words, you probably will see in the future also let's say quasi-mandates to insurance, right, that people can have to take the vaccines. But if you have a fully approved vaccine, that's what then happens. So the market gets, of course, a boost from this, knowing that it's not going to be anymore a question of, let's say, limited vaccination rates, and therefore <clears throat> the Delta variant or any other variant that comes along would then be continuously be ahead of the vaccine. That notwithstanding, though, that the vaccine efficacy is still in doubt. There were various studies out last week, and I think that was the, the depressing uh, uh, time for the vaccine stocks last week. That right. The efficacy studies uh, were not as good. But today, this is obviously good news, and that gives the, the market a lift. Is, that good? is it a good investment overall when you look at these names? I mean, George mentioned Novavax, for example, Moderna, Pfizer. As we look at these names, are these stocks probably a good investment, or would you put your attention and invest in something else in the S&P 500 or what else? I think it's a combination of that sector. Like, yes, those are really good companies, and they're in the what I call monopoly position to deliver the vaccines to, to the rest of the world. So they're going to be making good money from that, right? They're ultimately going to get paid for that. But there's other uh, things happening because the COVID crisis is more complex than just trying to come up with the right vaccine. Not think about the whole supply chain issues that we continue to deal with. Um, that's one thing that you want to carefully take a look at, which companies can benefit from that in the chip sector, because there's going to be that demand. On the other hand, there's also something about we cannot solve the crisis with just the vaccine. So there's going to be, I think, attention paid to companies that can prevent aerosol dis uh, distribution through the air, for example, air filtration and, and new masks that could protect us against COVID. Mm -hmm. I think all of those help get us to the finish line of this COVID crisis. And then you get the bigger rally in the industrials and retail sector. What are your thoughts on what we're going to hear from the Fed? Obviously, now the Jackson Hole meeting on Friday, um, virtual Fed symposium this week. I think, you know, people have been talking about the tapering and that we should probably get from the Fed. They're going to translate to us that, uh, you know, in September, right? Well, it's August, but that in the next few weeks, they're going to be talking more about tapering and maybe October or November, they'll really begin that. Um, is that the right timing if they say that's the case? It seems that most of those regional presidents are pointing to. But if you think of the speech on Friday, you know, in the past, Bernanke has used the, the symposium to signal policy, or at least he outlined the cost benefits of quantitative easing, which people took as a signal to future QE. Uh, Draghi actually was much more specific and, and actually set up the markets for ECB policy on QE. I think in the case of Powell, he doesn't have much reason to do this at this point. You know, the economy is moving along, but it's seen some deceleration. We're dealing with the Delta variant. 
that he probably keeps in mind, but he really has the September meeting to outline the forecasts and the dot plot to then base that on what will be the decision for tapering in the foreseeable future. So I, I, I think you're right, Nicole, it points to future dates, October, November, maybe by December of that decision, which makes this speech more about an update on the economy and where we are and what Powell thinks is, is really relevant, rather than, I think, this tapering decision in itself or a strong signal thereof. Yeah. Tell me more about investing at this point, because, uh, you know, the TSA counts how many folks have been going through. In fact, it fell off, right, in the last week or so from the highs that we saw in July, which were the pandemic highs, right? People were traveling once again. Now the Delta variant creeps in. Would you invest or put money to work now? If so, how, when, what would you do if someone said, Ben, what, sh what should I do? I think I want to make some money or should I hold my money in cash? What would you say to them? I am definitely not on the opinion to keep your money in cash. This just continues to show that you have to stay invested in this market. Take just the example today after a week of, you know, bearish sentiment, if you will, that was very short-lived. So I think that environment doesn't change much. If there's any bearish sentiment, it's an opportunity to reset positions. So if you take that, I mean, that's now a really opportunity and I think the global reopening, because if we're in this Delta variant stage, and you see China getting actually Delta under control, like which is, was overnight important news too, I think helped the markets, then there's a real scope there that we can finally truly reopen the economy. If you think also what they're doing in Australia, they kind of turn away from zero COVID cases to a different approach, then all the major airlines are, are extremely valuable, as well as anything that has underperformed, so for example, in Asia, because of the Delta variant, they limited vaccination rates. So, I put my money there, take Asian equities, take global airlines. I think those are, are interesting places, right? Mm. Now. 